with parking, you always feel like somebody knows something, and it's always word of mouth that gets things across to others. But the idea is with this, if it's the feedback to the students going to ASUBT, why not partner with them and make that the conduit of communication? And together, we actually uh, create a survey. From UW Tacoma, this is Pod Defiance. Welcome to Pod Defiance, where we don't lecture, but we do educate. I'm your host, Sarah Smith, and today on the pod, parking. UW Tacoma's urban campus presents some challenges when it comes to finding a place to park. We'll talk about these issues and how the university plans to address the issues with UW Tacoma's Associate Director of Maintenance and Operations, Tessa Coleman, Program Operations Manager, James Sindig, and ASUWT President, Vincent Dahm. Well, welcome, everybody. Thank you. Thanks Thank for joining us. Yes. So if you wouldn't mind, let's go around and everybody uh, introduce yourself and what your affiliation with the university is. And Tessa, we'll start with you. Thank you. Uh, Tessa Coleman, uh, Facility Services. I'm under the maintenance and operations side. And then my name is Vincent Da. I'm the ASUWG um, student body president. And um, parking has just been an issue for students for ongoing years. And so each student government team tries to tackle it differently. And so that's how we partner with other people on campus to make an impact. And I'm James Sinning, Transportation Services Manager, now falling under Facility Services. Also, I act as the uh, Commute Trip Production Representative, as well as the Employee Transportation Coordinator. Cool. Well, I'm going to start off with a question that I'm just curious for my own benefit. How do each of you get to the campus every day? Um, I do drive. I try to carpool one day a week at least now. I used to carpool every day, but unfortunately they, they change my hours a little bit. So that's the challenge. But I'm trying to merge it back. So I, uh, I do drive and park at a UWT lot. And then from my experience, I actually live at the dorms at Court 17, so I actually use more of the U-Pass to get around. So when I need to go grocery shopping, I'll just hop on the bus, use the U-Pass. Or when I do have to go to meetings up in Seattle, I like using the U-Pass a lot just to get me up there. So so no car? Yeah, no car. I do a little bit of all. Um, for the winter, I have to admit, I do drive a lot to campus. But in the s- summer and spring, I try riding my bike, and sometimes I try taking the bus if the, the times are right. Well, I admittedly drive most days because I have a family and a crazy schedule and parking's more convenient. I live right near the bus route, but there just aren't a ton of buses running by. I can't use my time effectively if I'm riding the bus, but when I can, and I've got the time and the weather's nice, <laughs> I'll, I'll take the bus. Can you talk about some of the challenges and limitations of parking on campus it's 40, 40 acres of campus within the city of Tacoma, and the city obviously wants parking turnover. Can we talk to that a little bit? I mean, there's there's quite a bit with limitations. I mean, especially when it comes to what the city requires to build out lots alone. That type of investment is, is quite substantial, and it's not the best practices for an environmental impact, especially already to a you know well-developed area in that mindset. So making sure that you're a good community investor and that you're participating in it while minimizing that impact is, is also important, especially with growth and development. So it's it's a it's a delicate balance with the the 46 acres and and trying to maximize your resources. So it it has quite a few different constraints applied to it. 
Yeah, I think we have to be good stewards uh, physical, fiscally and uh, as far as land use go, um, because parking's much more expensive than most people think for an average surface lot, which is just asphalt on top dirt, and that's anywhere from eight to ten thousand per stall. If you want to go into a structured parking, that's going from anywhere from thirty-five to forty-five thousand per stall. So fiscally, that's not sustainable. Right, And the way transportation is going, we're going to see less people driving to campus. Even though the campus is expanding, it's less people driving. As far as land use go, the campus is expanding, and the first thing they're going to take out is surface lot parking because academic use far succeeds uh, as far as value goes as parking. That and actually making sure everyone's aware of all the options they actually have. Um, In talking to students, some of them, uh, and faculty and staff, some of them don't know all the options they currently have. But we actually worked with the city of Tacoma on off-site parking permits, and we have never exhausted those permit supplies. So to give you an example, we have parking options out at the Tacoma Dome Lot A, which is a 600-stall surface lot that in large part, doesn't get utilized. Um, And we offer permits to students at a discounted rate for $60 a quarter, so $20 a month. Um, And we've never sold out of those permit options. With that being said, the university recognizes that we do need more on-campus parking, and we actually currently working with a contractor on expanding one of our parking lots right now. Tessa and Vincent, I'm going to switch over to you guys Mm -hmm. here. Um, So I know you and ASUWT have come together on a project to address this issue. Can you both talk a little bit about that? And maybe, Vincent, we can start with you. Yeah. um, So the reason why we wanted to collaborate and partner, because it's a lot easier with two people going together and coming with a shared common idea just to help students. So one thing that we're trying to do is track more information of student behaviors, how they get to here on parking or transportation-wise, and actually use that information that we have to uh, maximize the resources that we have right now. Because I think right now we can focus as an ASUWT student government short-term because eventually I'm going to graduate and there's always going to be new people. So it's always continuing that conversation and just keep trying to do whatever you can at the time. Yeah, um, I think the big thing is more of, um, I, I like the collaboration, but it's more of a information and transparency. It, with parking, you always feel like somebody knows something, and it's always word of mouth that gets things across to others. But the idea is with this, if it's the feedback to the students going to ASUBT, why not partner with them and make that the conduit of communication? And together, we actually uh, create a survey. And so we're trying to gather more information in that manner. And that way, we can kind of share and come up with better ideas or or at least addressing a better understanding of what our population is communicating back to us. So, Vincent, do you want to expand on that? Tell me, what do you hope to get out of this collaboration from the students' perspectives? Yeah, uh, one thing that we want to get out of this is actually I'm really excited to be on this podcast so that we can address on campus that we are actually addressing this problem because I think Tacoma does a great job of creating programs. It's just one thing that we could improve on is communicating that message. I think just being on this podcast and just highlighting that we're doing this transportation survey to assess the needs of our campus and look for the problem points, I think that's one thing that I'm hoping to get from this. And then one thing, too, to get out of this is uh, collecting data because we do uh, have some talks with City of Tacoma and some of this data that we collect, we actually share with City of Tacoma and help better some of the parking near on campus. And there was a committee, right? For our uh, transportation advisory committee. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Um, So that one was started and we're actually renewing it this year and bringing in new team members for uh, a better perspective to participate with it. And James is 
going to go ahead and move forward with launching it. I think it's important to have um, stakeholders that uh, talk about these issues as opposed to students, faculty, and staff just feeling like administration is pushing this on them when there's a a lot of different facets that go into these decisions uh, that uh, some people might not know about. Uh, So it's an an open conversation with a faculty member, a staff member, student representatives that all are aware of why these policies, well, and I actually have a hand in recommending policies to administration as opposed to feeling that they're being pushed on them. Hey everyone, it's Sarah. I want to take a minute to talk about UW Tacoma's plan for more parking. The Whitney lot near 19th and Fawcett, now under construction, will be extending north this spring. When completed, the expansion will add 44 or 45 parking spaces to the lot just up the hill from campus. The new stalls will be added to the permit parking supply and sold through the online purchasing tool at the UW Transportation Services website. To learn more, visit the UW Tacoma website and type parking into the search bar. What are some potential solutions for students that might have issues getting to campus kind of in, in mind with uh, equity and accessibility and transportation options? Yeah, I can answer that question. So to address the equity and accessibility of a parking affordability, some students actually work two to three jobs to even afford to go to school, and $60 might not seem a lot to people, but it is for other students. And let's say you don't even buy a parking permit. Even the daily parking permits are like $2 an hour or maybe $6 for the whole day. And let's say you come three times a week, that's like $18, and then times that by 12 weeks, it adds up. So one thing I want to address is that there is actually some free parking um, on campus or near it. So I'll give you a little context of the history. So before the summer changes, um, so our student center is located on uh, Market Street and all the surrounding streets up there. So I think it's 19th, 15th, Tacoma Ave, and some parts of Market Street was actually free. Um, so a lot of students actually parked up there. And there's actually surrounding businesses that you go up higher up to the bill that actually park there too as well. But a lot of the businesses were complaining about not having parking spots for their customers. So one of the changes that City of Tacoma proposed was actually having a three-hour regulation. So it's only a three-hour regulation, so you don't have to pay. It's still free but you have to move your car, and that way they want to create turnover. However, uh, it kind of caused a lot of contention with a lot of our student populations, and we actually had to bring this up to city council members that the the parking changes that you guys implemented on these streets kind of affected our students and their experience here. And so right now we're exploring options how to alleviate some of the things, and one thing that came out of that conversation was that the city of Tacoma will, will try to recognize a parking permit utilized by students on those specific streets that have been affected. So if a parking enforcement ticket uh, person would scan the license plate, it would say that you're a student and that you don't have to, I guess, move your car after three hours because the city of Tacoma recognizes that parking permit. And so the reason why they actually want to do this is because they want to do it as a study to see how many students actually park up that hill. And so for students that can't afford these parking permits or daily parking permits, there's actually free parking near the Y and up around there. You just have to be careful of the regulations and just move your car. So as far as those regulations go, I think it's good to note that a a good portion of the campus actually doesn't utilize the 735 stalls that we own and operate currently. A good portion of the campus actually utilizes the City of Tacoma on street, which is public right-of-way. Last year, we did some open houses and focus groups with students, faculty, and staff along the Prairie Line Trail, and the biggest complaint we heard last year was 
I couldn't find a place to park. I was driving around for X amount of minutes only to not find a place to park, late to my class, so then I would park in this 90-minute limit, risk getting a citation or having to leave class to feed the meter, and there was a lot of contention just around that. Um, it's really frustrating when you can't find a place to park. So. As part of that complaint, there's the Parking Technical Advisory Group with the City of Tacoma that actually makes recommendation to the city manager on parking regulations as part well as uh, on-street pricing. And as a member of that group, I had to report back to them that there were some of these complaints. And they meet once a month to talk about the next step as far as regulating parking goes. Well, how could we actually make it like people can find a place to park for visitors, whether that's people visiting the campus or the retail shops on Pack Ave. And they talked about, uh, well, how long is a class? And the class is two hours for the majority of students. And they said, why not implement a three-hour regulation? Like uh, Vincent said, it's still going to be free, but it's going to encourage turnover. So basically what you're doing, you're artificially creating supply. Uh, So when student, faculty, and staff go up and look for a place to park, they can find a place to park. But unfortunately, they're going to have to either walk up and move that car or maybe leave after that three-hour time stay. In large part, uh, that goes to uh, students that might not have 8 a.m. class. Last year, they would come at 10 a.m., and they couldn't find a place to park. That change actually got implemented parallel with changing some of the 90-minute limits to two hours. So that, which historically wouldn't work for a, a class, now it does, and people are getting less citations because of that, so... Tessa, can you talk a little bit about the evolution of parking around UW-Tacoma and kind of how we got to where we are today? Um, Sure, sure. Uh, It was very different, I want to say, a few decades ago. Uh, I started in 99 on the campus, and you could actually find parking spaces right outside of Mattress Factory, but it was also part of a city street at that point. So the progression and the evolution is it is that, that it progresses, it moves forward, and the changes to accommodate such a urban environment. And as Tacoma builds out and expands and revitalizes, that has to change with it, the right-of-way and the street parking. And that's part of what the city does in trying to balance it for all of the community. It's not just the Tacoma campus and that, it's it's all of the Tacoma residents and businesses and the university. So I, I'm it's surprising to see how much has changed in 20 years, and it's hard for me to realize, I guess, that each step and what the what it is today for the impacts, but what were the impacts five years ago? What were the impacts 10 years ago? And it's, it's just that, that next phase. So I, I think that's part of what is hard for some to see and, and hardest for those that are new to the campus is that gap in awareness between each other and that, that perspective. Yeah, and one thing we didn't really discuss, which which I'm sure we should probably touch on too, is the university's commitment to environmental sustainability and encouraging students to find alternative modes of transportation to get to school. And as the city grows, it's just going to get harder to, to drive. And hopefully things like, you know, increasing maybe options like the train or the light rail will help people get around easier. Do you have any thoughts on that? Sustainable commute options is what we call it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I'd actually like to uh, talk a little bit also what Vinny said about the three-hour regulation not working for everyone. And there's uh, the PTAG will go back and get now hear the, the concern that I have a five-hour class because I'm a graduate student um, and I can't find a option for me right now. And they're talking about uh, some type of interim use permit or on-street permit, which a lot of cities normally don't do because they want that turnover for visitors for retail purposes. But since much of the property on our campus doesn't have retail, at least west of market, um, there's a potential for having some type of on-street permit. And the PTAG group is, has talked about this, and they're talking about providing some type of daily option to where if you found a place to park on street and the three-hour limit doesn't work for you, you might be able to pay for a five-hour permit or an eight-hour permit if you're going you need that, but you might have to pay for that, a small fee. They're thinking about that for a couple of options. One, to provide a, an additional layer to the on-street demand, mm-hmm. as well as Two, if someone has a quarterly permit, in our case, they're going to drive every day of the week because they want to get as much use out of something they've already paid for, right? A daily permit's not like that, right? There's a cost savings on a daily basis. You're consciously going to think every day when you wake up, how am I going to get to school today and maybe save that 6 to $8? And students, faculty, and staff are more likely to try taking the bus or try riding their bike if they live within five miles of campus. There's that, and that opens it up to a larger user, right? If you sell a quarterly permit, you sell 20 permits, that goes to 20 individuals the entire quarter. If there's a daily permit, that goes to however many people can take advantage of that on a daily basis, which is there's that turnover as well. And I think that's the idea that you create as many options because... It may work for you today. It may not work tomorrow. The idea is to, again, plan your commute, plan what your idea is for the week or for each day. Because I don't want to dismiss student activities, student engagement, There's, and it's not every day. So the idea is that you create as many options as possible, and then what fits that day, you can pick that option that works the best. And it's more of just that education and awareness and maximizing what assets, what resources you have available. So what are some other ways in the meantime that we can help alleviate the problem of parking? We mentioned the U-Pass and other modes of transportation. Maybe we could go around the table and, and talk about that. And maybe we can start with you, Tessa. Um, I think one of the more interesting solutions is that students tend to have this awesome opportunity to consolidate schedules. And so you have that Monday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Thursday plans that usually most students try to take advantage. That way you're not, you know, spending five days a week at one place. It's not quite a job yet, (laughs) even though it is. Um, And so that's a neat way to use your single resource twice for two different people. So James actually launched permits in the idea that it was consolidated with a reduced rate for that Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. And so why not use your asset for two different people instead of just one if you're doing that? So there's there's a few different creative ways that you can you can do that. And mainly it's thinking not every day, what can I do one day this week or a day next week. And you're right, you know, one day you need it longer, one day you need it shorter, and how can you be flexible? So being aware of all your options and maximizing the usage of them makes it the best way. So thinking a little bit ahead on what you can do instead of just making that everyday drive, everyday park. 
Yeah, and then for students, in the meantime, I have actually some action steps that they could actually take. So trying to come up with your friends that live around your area to actually carpool. And then the second thing that you can do is like whenever we release something like our transportation survey, just take it and give us your honest feedback. The more information you give us, the better data we can track and also use that information to create some resources that will help you guys. So those are like two things I think you could do in the meantime. Um, I, th- I, I talk a lot about incentives and disincentives. So students now have a free U-Pass. That's an incentive to look for alternative transportations. Parking rates just went up. That's a disincentive, right? And City of Tacoma on-street regulations, that's also a disincentive a, a bit. So that's pushing people into thinking about what are my other options, which historically they were able to park on campus for free or very cheaply, and that was the only thing they would look for. The campus does recognize that we have a shortage, but those other changes that might not feel so good, those are also steps in the right direction, right? Those small disincentives that make one individual think, hey, I might take the number 11 to campus today because it's sunny. Or if it's rainy, it's up to them. I think continuing to work with the city of Tacoma on providing off-site parking options for campus. Uh, I I mentioned the the parking rates that went into effect this year. Um, We can actually go work with the city now on providing additional parking adjacent to campus. Now we can actually afford to maybe subsidize a little of, of the pricing structure so that they match the campus. We have options like that now, which we didn't have a year or two ago. And then one thing to note, so like anything with challenges that come, there's opportunities as well. So for any students actually listening, we actually have this phase draft mode. Um, we're thinking about having a shuttle express bus come to campus. Uh, so when we talked with City of Tacoma council members with the chancellor uh, back in November, um, one of the city council members was actually, it used to be a former trustee of Bates Technical College. And so a little context about Bates Technical College is they're actually urban, or they're a downtown campus. And one of the things that um, it's been going through on their campus is that they actually actually is renovating a new building so they had to tear down the old building and within that old building there was actually like a parking structure inside that building so eliminate a lot of parking for the students so what they did for the meantime was actually get a shuttle express bus to pick up students from a different lot and then just transport them to campus and it's like a rotation of two buses that just goes uh, picks up students and drop them off on campus so right now we're actually exploring that and the chancellor agreed in conversation that we should explore that option so um just be on the lookout for that Also, we have posted a position to make that stronger student engagement with a uh, transportation ambassador for uh, student staffing, and that's posted on uh, the UW Handshake account. Thank you to our guests, and thank you for listening. Be sure to like and subscribe. You can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts.